Welcome. This is Stephen Harris, and this is the Harris English Learning Podcast. Full disclosure, I am not a wizard. I have no tricks to make your language learning easy. However, if you are mastering English and you really want to engage life while doing it, well then, join me and let's experience the adventure together. Welcome. My name is Stephen Harris, and I'd like you to pretend that you are at the Winter Olympics. I'd like you to pretend you're an Olympic freestyle ski jumper. You know those guys who do three or four flips and twists with skis on their feet. That's you now. I want you to pretend that you're standing at the beginning of a jump. You look down the slope. There are thousands of people waiting at the landing site, and millions on TV. You push off, begin sliding down the steep slope. The wind starts to blast through your ears. Four meter, thirteen foot jump approaches within seconds. Climb it, and it catapults you almost straight up into the sky. You begin your first flip in a twist. At about 20 meters, 64 feet above the ground, you execute another flip and a twist, and another one. Gravity is starting to pull you down, and you get one more flip and twist. You're getting close to the ground. Get your legs under there. Boom! You stick the landing. Some of you are like those ski jumpers. You're attempting amazing feats in English. You're flipping. You're twisting. And I'm not talking about those daily conversation sorts of things. I'm talking about those really, really important, high-stakes moments. A key meeting, a a key presentation, an important interview, an important sell to a client. The reaction of one person, and this wouldn't be an overstatement, could actually change your destiny. These are the moments when you want to stick the landing. I've had a couple of spectacular business wipeouts in Japanese. The kind where my skis are just flying off my feet and bones are cracking and snapping. But recently, though, I've had good landings. And why is that? What changed? I wanted to take. All that experience, and answer one question: How can we stick the landing in high-stakes language moments, or at the very least, how can we minimize the damage if we wipe out? So I have broken this down into two parts. The first part is prepare the accuracy, and the second part is master. The performance. Let's start with prepare the accuracy, and for that, I need to tell you about a GPS system. I remember the exact moment the love affair began. She was beautiful, beautiful. 
smartphone. My old phone was older than a dinosaur, so I upgraded. What an upgrade. Gorgeous. Colorful. The interface, oh my. But the passion really got steamy when I clicked on Google Maps. I was surprised by the most beautiful blue dot I had ever seen. It was GPS. Yeah, baby. The first few dates with GPS blue dot were ecstasy. Together we weaved and bobbed through the tiny streets of Tokyo. Was it destiny? I don't know. And then it happened. I was rushing to a very important meeting. I stopped. I stopped walking and I activated the blue dot. It, it was moving. I wasn't walking, but it was moving. The dot crawled to another part of the screen on the map and then it sort of crawled to another part of the screen on the map and I stood there with my jaw hanging open. I didn't say this, but this is what I was feeling. I was going, Blue Dot, you have betrayed me. Did you know that we all have this GPS Blue Dot for our language learning? What person, what resource do you trust? Who or what informs you? Who says this is what you should do? Is it YouTube? Is it books? A teacher? Online lessons? Yourself? That is your blue dot. That is your language learning guide. Do you trust it? When you have an important situation, a high stakes moment, you need accuracy. Granted, there's different types of accuracy, and I'll go into that in a minute, but you need accuracy, and surprisingly, it's not easy to find. Just ask the computer programmer I didn't hire. This computer programmer lost my trust in just four tiny emails. He addressed me as bro, which is short for brother. Now, it's a warm term, but it's extremely casual, and it's not what I would expect to be addressed by in a business context. My brothers don't even call me that. And I'd go as far as to say that it's inappropriate for a business situation. And the other thing was that he creeped me out. He called me Mr. Handsome Japanese Guy. I don't know. I'm not handsome. I'm not Japanese. I don't know what it means. I don't know why he's saying that. And uh, it was just a bit creepy. So I told the guy, thanks, but no thanks. Now tell me something. Who was that programmer's blue dot? Who did he trust? Who told him it was okay to act like a cheesy used car salesman in a business situation? Somebody taught him good grammar. His grammar was accurate. Somebody didn't teach him good register. And what I mean by that is that he didn't understand levels of formality. 
his blue dot was off. It sent him off course. And the only reason I didn't give him my money was because his English weirded me out. He couldn't stick the landing with his English. He lost revenue, and his reputation took a hit. So then, how do we build our language accuracy for those really, really important moments? Well, you have to trust the right opinions. And unfortunately, opinions are like noses. Everyone's got one. But which opinions are believable? Which opinions do you trust? Especially in high-stakes second-language moments. And for that, we need a principle. I call it the scalpel principle. Do you know what a scalpel is? It's a very sharp blade doctors use for surgery. It cuts away things very quickly. It's incredibly sharp. I think we all know the principle intuitively, but Ray Dalio, in his book Principles, articulated it very well. And here's the paraphrase. It's a bit long. But just hold on a bit. Bear with me. Believable opinions are most likely to come from people who have successfully accomplished something at least three times and can explain their reasons behind their choices. That's pretty long. Let me say it again. Believable opinions are most likely to come from people who have successfully accomplished something at least three times and can explain their reasons. So what he is saying is someone succeeded at something and it wasn't luck. They didn't luck out one time. They did it at least three times. And that's skill. And this person knows what they're talking about so well that they can explain the reasons behind the success. Okay. Now, let's apply this scalpel principle on a high-stakes language learning example. Okay. Let's say you're preparing for a very important, uh, let's choose a sales presentation, okay? And you need help. You talk to a coach, a teacher, a trainer, whatever they call themselves. And this is your blue dot that you're going to follow. So, how do you know if you can believe this person? the blue dot. Have you trained other second English language learners to give successful presentations in English? Well, how many times have you done it? Now, ask them to tell you the reasons behind the successful presentation. You're looking for details. You're digging deeper. 
you're finding out whether or not they really know what they're talking about. You see how sharp that is? You see how quickly that cuts away the useless opinions? Dig deep enough and you'll know soon whether this person will provide you with accurate information for your situation. And here's the unwanted bonus. Do you want real pain? Apply the same principle to yourself. Every time you are tempted to open your mouth and give an opinion, ask yourself what this is what Ray Dalio suggested. How do I know what I'm saying is true? Yeah. Anyways, I digress. The, the truth is, is that everyone's got an opinion and you can't necessarily accept everyone's opinion. You need to search for the believable opinions. By finding these, these believable opinions, you increase your chances of getting an accurate blue dot. The words, the phrases, the register, that, that will sizzle with accuracy and it'll help you stick the landing in those high-stakes moments. Here's the scalpel principle one more time. Believable opinions are most likely to come from people who have successfully accomplished something at least three times and can explain their reasons behind the opinions. Okay. Let's leave that there for now. So we have discussed a principle to get accurate information. But what about execution? Performance? How do we make this as flawless and as beautiful as possible? We will continue this exploration next time. So hang tough and we'll see you in the next podcast in a month. And if you would like a transcript of this podcast, head to harris-english.com, head into the podcast section, sign up, and through the magic of email, I'll send you one. This brings us to the end of our podcast. Until our next connection, I bid you adieu and wish you all the best in your English language mastery.